Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with Stephen's oral defense to the false charges raised by the Sanhedrin, found in Acts chapter 7, verses 17 through 43. In his defense, Stephen summed up the Old Testament and declared his faith in the face of death for the sake of Christ. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Stephen Explains Moses. Today we return to our adventures in the book of Acts, and I want to bring you up to speed, since it has been a couple of weeks since we've been here. Two important aspects of context need to be on our minds. First, of course, is the context of the book of Acts. Jesus had died and risen again. He he promised that He would send the Holy Spirit and that His followers were going to be His witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the remotest part of the earth. And then He miraculously ascended to the Father. A matter of days later, the Holy Spirit arrived just as He had promised. He came again amidst a, a series of miraculous manifestations and All 120 of the believers who were gathered together were filled with His Spirit. The miracle sights and sounds that accompanied His arrival, along with the 120 of them supernaturally given the ability to speak the mighty deeds of God in languages they didn't know, well, that gathered a huge crowd starting at the upper room where they were. I just got back from Israel last week. Got to show you at least one picture. Here is the upper room. We are 100% sure of this, except that we're just about 100% sure this isn't the upper room. But I wasn't aware of this site in uh, Jerusalem, but there actually is pretty good attestation that this is the location, quite likely, where the upper room was, where Jesus had the Last Supper with His disciples, and possibly then the same room where those 120 were gathered. You can see space-wise there's room for 120. I assure you that the only thing special about the 120 that are in there is that it happened to be some of our group and another couple of groups of tourists who were there uh, that day. But it was a spacious place, and it was right near uh, the temple in Jerusalem. Well, after that miraculous arrival of the Holy Spirit, Peter preached the gospel of the resurrected Christ, and 3,000 of those who were there heard, repented, believed, and were baptized. And then on the heels of that in the days to come, healings and more gospel preaching continued. Moves us into chapter 3 where Peter and John were arrested by the, the powers of the hierarchy of the unbelieving Jews. They were threatened and released, but they refused to back down from preaching the risen Christ. And soon this fellowship of these new believers just flourished, and it was profound. 
they cared for each other as never before. And in the midst of that, Satan mounted a, a, a different kind of attack. He, he tricked a couple into lying publicly about a large contribution they'd made and, and something you and I probably wouldn't schedule if we were trying to build allegiance to a new group. God struck these two dead in front of the congregation. He was making the point about His holiness among His people, but that didn't stop the spread of the gospel. Eventually, next chapter, all the apostles were arrested. They were harassed, they were interrogated, and then they were released, but they were flogged before they released. I mean, that's what you do with innocent people who are falsely arrested, right? But nothing could stop them from preaching, and the gospel could not be stopped from reaching more and more people. As this amazing fellowship grew to 10,000 or more There were growing pains of logistics, which led to chapter 6, the appointment of seven men as the first deacons, we believe. They were raised up to take care of the daily ministries to the widows. That's the main topic of chapter 6. And that's the context that brings us up to Stephen. And the second point of context is about one of those seven, Stephen. Stephen was raised up by God. Uh, to perform miracles just like the apostles did and to preach the gospel with great power just as the apostles did. And the leaders of the Jews were offended by Stephen just as they were offended by the apostles. And so they manufactured false accusations against him. They persuaded people to make the accusations so that they could drag Stephen before the Sanhedrin, the same place that Peter and John had been taken, the same place that all the apostles had been taken. And the setup for chapter 7 was at the end of chapter 6, where we saw this in verses 10 through 14. But they were unable to cope with the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly induced men to say, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came up to him and dragged him away and brought him before the council. They put forward false witnesses who said, this man incessantly speaks against this holy place, the temple, and the law. For we have heard him say that this Nazarene, Jesus, will destroy this place and alter the customs which Moses handed down to us. This was going to be a bad day for Stephen. His fate was sealed. He was going to be killed, and I'm sure he knew that. This mob of pseudo-spiritual hypocrites was about to show their true colors. Now, I'm sure that a lot more was said than is recorded in Acts 6 and 7, but we have a very succinct summary that launched Stephen to state his case. Chapter 7, verse 1, the high priest said, are these things so? Have you talked about the destro- destroying the temple and blaspheming Moses and blaspheming God? Well, I labeled this chapter when we dove in last time, I called it best last words ever. And I think I can stand by that. Stephen did nothing less than summarize the Old Testament. Uh, his, his example here is the pinnacle of Examples of declaring one's faith, faith in the face of death for the sake of Christ. He, he began with Genesis, 
And, and we saw that part of his spectacular statement of faith last time. I commend it to you for your review if you haven't heard it. Chapter 7, verses 1 through 16. Now today, we're going to bite off the next 28 verses and zero in on another part of the false accusations. Remember, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. This is Stephen preaching truth about Moses, showing that it's not him, it's his accusers who are against Moses. This amounts to an overview of the life and ministry of Moses in 694 words. I counted them carefully. Well, I used the word count on my computer. It, it's perfectly appropriate, though, that we take this as a shining example of knowing God's Word so well that you could summarize nearly four books of the Bible on one page. Can you do that? Well, maybe not. So let's work on getting better toward doing that. Uh, if it sounds a little convicting and you'd like to take some steps in that direction, I have great news for you. You can join in the next session of our very popular Bible survey class, which will be offered during this service in July. You can really actually have a working knowledge of every book of the Bible. We'll help you learn that th those things. We'll even give you some mnemonic devices to help you remember them. And now I realize I have to give you a mnemonic device to remember what mnemonic device means. It's something to help you remember. We'll actually give you a deck of cards, not playing cards, Bible book cards. That was commercial, free of charge. But let's see today, Stephen explains Moses. Now, Moses' life is easy to describe in three periods of 40 years each. Here it is, 40 years developing verses 17 through 28, 40 years hiding, and then 40 years leading, verses 30 through 43. Let's start with 40 years developing. Now, we left off with Stephen mentioning Joseph and his generation with his brothers, the sons of Jacob, the, 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 the um, uh, heads of the 12 tribes of Israel. Keep studying Genesis with me in our daily email studies, and you're going to see this passage in Acts syncs up with our studies in the end of Genesis. So we jump in at chapter 7, verse 17. Stephen says, but as the time of the promise was approaching, which God had assured to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt. Now, we just went approximately 400 years in one verse there. What is this time of promise which God had assured to Abraham? Well, that refers back to something that Stephen already quoted. It's in verses 6 and 7 of Acts 7, and that comes directly from Genesis 15, verses 13 and 14. It was the promise from God to Abraham that his descendants not only would become prolific, but they would be enslaved for 400 years. Now, when Jacob arrived in Israel with his family, there was a total population of 75 among the Israelites. Jacob and his family and his kids uh, and their wives, and, um, they went to Egypt in the days of Joseph, starting with 75 people. By the time of the Exodus, it's two, two and a half million 
400 years later. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.